Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my property mastermind mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 183 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I want to answer the question, should I become a deal sourcer? Now, this is often a question I'm asked by people who want to invest in property, who want to make extra income, but they don't really understand what's involved in deal sourcing. Now, my answer is, well, it really depends. It depends on what you want to achieve. However, what I will say, what you should learn, what you should become is really good at finding great deals in your investing area. Because when you get good at finding great deals, you should be finding more deals than you could possibly do yourself. Now, of course, you're going to keep the very best deals for yourself. But ones you don't want or ones that don't fit your strategy, if they're a good deal, why not pass them on to another investor and get paid for that? Now, this can either give you really good cash flow, could replace your income, or if you want, you could save those fees up to use them as deposits for the properties you want to buy. And that's a really good idea because most investors at some point, they run out of their own funds and they have to stop investing. But if you have alternative ways of funding your deals, you don't have to stop. So yes, I think it's a really good idea to become a deal sourcer. Now, I want to answer some of the main questions around this because a lot of people are unsure. Uh, People say, do you need to be a compliant deal sourcer? Do you need to be regulated? Well, the reality is in America, if you become a wholesaler, which is the equivalent of a deal sourcer in the UK, there are no regulations. In the UK, it's not a question of regulation. It's more a question of compliance. If you're working with a deal sourcer, if you want to be a deal sourcer, there are a few things you need to do. So, for example, it's a really good idea to join one of the property ombudsmen, uh, such as the TPO or the PRS. That's in case you have any disputes. It helps you sort those out with your clients. You should also have professional indemnity insurance. That means if you make a mistake and someone tries to sue you, you're covered by that insurance. You should be registered with the ICO, the Information Commission Officer. And also you need to register with HMRC as a property trader. So you can do AML checks on people who are giving you money. So there are certain things you need to do. Now, if you're finding properties just for yourself, You don't need to do any of that compliance. There's nothing for you to do at all. But if you want to sell deals onto other people, then yes, you do need to be compliant. Now, another question people ask is, well, do I need to do this full time? And the good news is you do not need to be a full time deal sourcer. When you put some good systems and processes in place, you can do deal sourcing very much part time. And some of my clients are making three to five thousand pounds a month by selling just one deal a month very much part-time and that sometimes completely replaces their income and gives them the time freedom to do whatever they want with their life. I have other clients who are treating this very much like a business. They're doing deal sourcing full-time and they're making in excess of a hundred thousand pounds a year. And remember, when you find the very best deals, you get to keep those yourself. Now another important point I want to make clear is that one of the reasons I think you should be a deal sourcer is the people that you sell your deals to are people who have money, maybe they don't have the time or inclination to find deals themselves, and they could also be potential joint venture partners. You see, if you sell a deal, you might get paid three, five thousand pounds as a one-off fee, which is a nice injection of cash. However, if you joint venture with someone on a deal, 
not only are you going to get monthly cash flow, you're also going to get a share of the long-term capital growth. And if you've read my book, Property Magic, you'll know my five golden rules. Golden rule number four is we buy for the long term. So if you're just making money flipping property, well, that's great, but you have to keep on doing it to make money. Whereas if you hold a property, even if it's in a joint venture with someone else, where maybe you found the property, you've done the work, but someone else has put the money in, what it means is you're going to benefit from the long-term capital growth of that property. And that's where the true wealth is in property investing. We want to make cash flow now, but you also want to be holding property for the long-term capital growth. They do say in the UK that property prices double every 10 years. Now, just to be clear, that is very much an average. It doesn't happen every 10 years, doesn't happen everywhere. But if you go onto the land registry house price records, which you can Google and check yourself, um, if you look after over the last 60 years, you'll see that property prices have doubled pretty much every 10 years on average. Now, I've seen that with my portfolio. I've been investing almost 30 years now. And certainly some of my properties that I've bought over that time have doubled and doubled again and almost doubled again. So I think that certainly does happen. It does depend on what type of property you buy and where you buy. Uh, My general rule of thumb now is I don't like buying apartments for two reasons. Um, One is that you have to pay service charges to the freeholder. And sometimes the freeholder doesn't do a very good job looking after the property. So that's the first problem. Secondly, in my experience, I don't think apartments have such good capital growth as houses do. So my word of advice to you is if you can buy houses rather than apartments that are freehold rather than leasehold, I think that's a very good way to move forward. But as I said, if you can get this cash flow coming in as well as long-term growth, that really is the best of both worlds. So how do you become a deal sourcer? Well, there are a couple of things you need to do. First of all, you need to know how to find really good deals. And there are lots of ways of doing that. We, We cover lots of methods in this podcast, but that's the key to find really good deals. You then need to find people who you can sell those deals to. So Go to property networking events, go to property training events, because you get people coming to those events who have money, who want to get into property. And maybe when they learn what's involved, they think, oh, it's too much work or they get distracted by their very well paid job. You can work with those people to either find deals for them and get paid for that or you can joint venture with them, which I said is the best solution. Um, It's crazy when people find a deal and put it up on Facebook saying, hey, who wants to buy this property? That's really the wrong way of doing it because what you need to do is build relationships with just a handful of people who want to buy deals and you can work out what they want, find great deals for them and that's a much better way to build your business. Uh, If you really want to scale, there are other things you can do. There's software you can use. You don't have to find all the buyers. Um, There are places where you can... uh, Uh, join, put your details up and they're sent out to literally thousands of investors who are looking for great deals. So when you know how to do it and you put the right systems in place, actually setting up a deal sourcing business can be done very much part time. Uh, We've got an event, which is our deal sourcing summit. Uh, Depending when you listen to this, you might be able to come live to it or you might be able to get the recording of that training. And it takes you the whole process of how you set up your deal sourcing business. So by the end of those three days, you have your deal sourcing business set up and ready to go uh, and potentially even have some deals ready and maybe even also have some investors to actually sell your deals to. It really is a a fast track way to set your property sourcing business up. Uh, If you want to find out more about that, you can go to www.dealfindertraining.co.uk. We'll put a link in the show notes for you as well, but it's www.dealfindertraining.co.uk. 
www.ipsbusiness.co.uk. Now, 2023 is a great year to be investing in property because we're seeing property prices come down. For the last 12 years, property prices have been going up. They are now correcting. I don't think we're going to see a crash in the market. Um, We might do. I don't know. But I think we're certainly seeing this correction. Now, what this means is there are lots of people who are wanting to sell property, particularly retiring landlords. And that's really been fueled by the increase in interest rates during 2022. Now, obviously, not everyone is on variable rates. Many people have a fixed rate. Many landlords have completely paid off their property. So interest rates do not affect them. There are lots of landlords, though, who, however, have been affected by rising interest rates because they've been on variable mortgages. And the reason they were on variable mortgages is because the Bank of England base rate has been so low for the last 10 years. So what that means is they kept them on variable rates. They've made lots of cash flow. But as the rates have gone up during 2022, and because they're affected by the way we're taxed because of Section 24, What that means is there are some landlords who right now are making no cash flow from their property, usually single let properties. However, at the end of the tax year, they're going to have to pay some money to the tax man because on paper, they've made a profit. Lots of these people are going to be selling their properties. So it really is a time to get out there, find great deals, find people who you can sell those deals to as well. Now, Some people say, yes, but maybe we should wait till the market hits the bottom. And I've mentioned this many times on my podcast before. The reality is nobody knows when it's going to hit the bottom of the market. So good luck with trying to predict that. And also when it has hit the bottom of the market and everybody knows, in other words, all the the sellers know, the, the general public believe that's the case, the media saying that, then everyone knows that property prices will then go up and buyers will hold on to their property in the hope and the belief that someone's going to come along and offer them more money because the market's going up. So therefore, it's actually harder to find deals when the market's right at the bottom and just starting to recover, much harder than it is now when the market's coming down. So this is one of those things you really don't want to put this off. Um, I know people who were actively investing with me in 2008, 2009. And although they were nervous about that, they held their nerve. They knew that long-term property prices would come up and they acquired lots of property during that last property market crash. I also know people who were nervous and sat back and didn't do anything for a couple of years and now kick themselves that they missed one of the best buying opportunities of that particular decade. This year is going to be one of the best opportunities of this decade. So you really don't want to miss out on this opportunity. You want to be out there looking for great deals. And I'm not just talking about buying deals, which obviously you can do, but also there'll be landlords open to creative solutions such as rent to rent, purchase these options. They just want to get rid of their property, get rid of the liability, and you can help them do that. So this is such a good time to be investing. If you've been listening to this podcast, taking knowledge, that's great. But now's the time to take action and put everything you've learned into practice. And I know that can be scary. I know sometimes that means a leap of faith. But if you want your life to change, you need to change. You need to be the catalyst. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. That's a Tony Robbins saying. So I really do think you want to step outside that comfort zone because that's where your success is waiting for you, right outside your comfort zone. However, you don't have to do it on your own. Get some training, get some support, make the most of this incredible opportunity this year to become a truly successful property investor and snap up opportunities in probably one of the best buying opportunities of this decade. So I do hope this has inspired you. If you want to find out more about our deal sourcing summit, come and check out 
dealfindertraining.co.uk. The link will be in the show notes. Until next time, I encourage you to invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.